Okay, let's begin our discussion of this year's Parsha Shlach Tavshin Ayin Beis. Special Parsha always every year, Parsha Shlach. Um, just scheduling note, next week this year will be on Sunday night. Sunday night, Parsha's Korach, we will do some traveling later in the week. And then uh, the Shir Mefzeh, Be'ez Hashem, hopefully most of the weeks, I don't know that we might miss one or two, but most of the weeks we will uh, try to have the Shirim over the summer also from, uh, from Camp Cayley. Uh, but next week's Shir will be on Sunday night. And then, um, I'm not sure exactly which night of the week, but um, we will publicize it sometime either Tuesday or Wednesday night uh, during the summer as well. Okay, so tonight though, Parsha Shlach, we start off with two very different ideas uh, relating to the question of the Parsha, and that is, how did the Nesim do it? And what exactly was their hate? These were tzaddikim. They're called Anashim in the Torah. Shlach lecha anashim. Anashim is always a lashon of chashivus. Men. The asurat eretz kenan, asher anilus, nosin levene Yisrael, ish echad, ish echad, lamatei avosav, kol nasibahem. They're nasim. How exactly did they fall? What exactly was their chait? There must be something deeper. There must be something deeper in terms of what the kavana of these nasim, these, they, they, lechora, they were chosen because of their tzidkus. And yet, they thought. So two thoughts. First, from the Ben Yehoyada. Ben Yehoyada, the Ben Ishchai, in his commentary on the Gemara and Masech Sota, has an interesting idea. First, he asks a couple of other questions. Beginning, he says, Umenaksuvim line 4, Muchach, Dulo pirshu hadiba, Ela ad achar shechazru el Moshe Rabbeinu al v'yisrael. v'yisrael. V'yimkein kodem bo'u l'chevron meichan yada daitam. Question number one asks the Ben Yehoyada. We know, Rashi says later in the Parsha, that Kalev went to Chevron on the way because he's like, Oy vey, I have to save myself from the eights of these people. I have to make sure that I'm not influenced. But didn't they only commit the crime? Didn't they only do something wrong when they came back and they gave the evil report? How did Kalev know? Did he get there yet? On the way, he takes a detour and goes to Hebron. So how is it exactly that the he knew already, even on the way, that there was going to be something, there was going to be something wrong? Number two, the ode, Havile Lameimar, line six, Shepiresh Mechet Hamaraglim, Velama Amar Me'atzas Hamaraglim. What's the language of when Kali left? He wanted to separate himself from Atzas Hamaraglim, from the Eitzah. What do you mean the Eitzah, the Maraglim? The 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 plan? No, from the Chet of the Maraglim. So what do you mean the Lashon of Atzas Hamaraglim? So number one, how did he know in the first place? Number two, why Atzas and not Chet? Ma'ya Eitzah. And third question, these are really three questions on the Kalev detail, but they're going to open up a whole new vista in understanding the entire Chet. Va'od Yishlom, our third question, Matoel Tfilo La'adam Lihinatzam in if Kalev was going to fall prey and become mushpa from the rest of the group, what's he davening for? He has Bechir Chashis. He has free choice. Either he's got to overcome it or he's got to, he's going to fall to it. I don't understand, says the Ben Yoyada, the idea of davening that I don't sin. We just had that in the Daf Yomi this past week. So how exactly are we supposed to understand this? 
Says the Ben Yoyada, Venira Libis Yata Deshmaya. And again, all the Mepharshim struggle trying to figure out what exactly was the Chet. So again, we're going to have two ideas. The first one here from the Ben Yoyada. Venira Libis Yata Deshmaya. That's how he starts off every one of his Chet. I think in almost every paragraph in the Ben Yoyada, he has questions, and his answer starts off, Venira Libis Yata Deshmaya. It appears to me, with the help of God. What does it mean that Hashem doesn't save us and we have free choice? And that means Hashem's not going to help us when there's an Avera in front of us and the Avera is saying to us, so to speak, you know, I'm an Avera, I'm a sin, try to overcome your taiva. Right? Or try not to overcome your taiva. When it's clearly an Avera, and I have an issue whether I'm going to commit it or not because I want a, a temporary pleasure. So that's where Tequila's not going to help. I just got to stand up for myself. And I got to do it. Hakobi de Shemayim. Chuzbira Shemayim. Lo Yetzilo Adam Onesh. Aval, but says the Ben Yoyada, Miyatsahara, Shehu Miyaits La Adam Lachto, Shematehu, Umara Lo Shein Zachait. But sometimes we've mentioned this in the past in the name of the Chafetz Chaim, when an Avera dresses up like a mitzvah. Sometimes when something wrong doesn't look like something wrong. It's not like we know it's wrong and we're gonna do it anyway. We know we should make brachas with kavana, but we don't. Because we're in a rush, but but objectively we know that that's something that we should do better. We know that you know saying lashon hara, but we have what we want to. But if we if if you ask us, we would know it's wrong. But once in a while, you know, we have a problem that something doesn't even look like an avera to us. Ela adaraba who mitzvah hinemin Hashem. That type of sin that says the ben yoyada you could ask for heavenly help for. When it's not just something that you have to overcome in front of you, but when it's something that's dressed up like a mitzvah. There, it doesn't say chutzmi yerushamayim. There, you can ask for help. And you know what you know that from David HaMelech. The Alzeis followed David HaMelech. What did David say? We say it every Shabbos morning. Shigios miyavin. Mishkios. Mistakes that I have no idea that I'm making a mistake. Miyavin. I can't even understand it. V'lachain, therefore Hashem, minis taros, she'enachit barur etzli, she'ayit zahara mat'e'osi nakeni, cleanse me, please. What do you mean, cleanse me? David, cleanse yourself. Says the Ben Yoyada, no. When it's hidden, averos, that you're allowed to ask for divine help from, divine assistance. Beferish averos, you can't. They got to do it yourself. But those types you can. Says the Ben Yoyada, with that background, now let's go back to the Miraglim. What was their kavana? Vihine Yadua, next paragraph. Shamaragla bitchilasam hayin sadikim. They were tremendous sadikim. Vadavar yipala echer shio kalkafan efchuli dachisa. How did they go to the other side so quickly? This was their plan. Ach bitchila hita osama yitzahara. This was exactly the point. There was something that they thought wasn't an avera that was misleading them. And that's what Kalev saw. Even on the way. What was it? They thought to themselves, you know what? Let's 
say a negative Diba about the land. Why? They knew Eretz Yisrael was awesome. It was promised by Gadish Baruch Hu. These were tzaddikim. You know what they said? If we go back to the Jewish people and say, this land is amazing. You're going to love it. it Akadosh Baruch Hu was right. It's a, so what type of, of bitachon was needed to continue? What type of, of overcoming any challenges was there as they went in, in in a couple of days? What kind of schar are they going to get? Anybody would go in. Hashem did unbelievable Nisa for them. He said it's a great land. It is a great land. So of course, say the Nisim to themselves. You know what? It's better. It's better if we give them a challenge. Let's give them a challenge. The Herolahem Shame Osim Bemitzvah Bedibarazu Kedel Lazako says Yisrael. Velasis Lahem Schar Albiyasam Laaretz. We're going to give them Schar for going in. Kibuli Adiba Im Yavola Aretz. Elam Schar Albiyasam. What kind of Schar? Going to the desert was already Schar. But the next step? The Hayitachin Yachilu Adam Tarnagolus Petuma. Vino Schar Alachilaso. Here's a nice big plump fat chicken, and I'm going to pay you for eating it also. No. Eric Yisrael is awesome, and you know what? You know, I'm gonna, you get great schar for going in. Then the CM say to themselves, we want to give Klal Yisrael greater schar. So we're going to lie to them. We're gonna make up a story that it's not a good land. Kalev hears this and says, this is crazy. Kalev says, this isn't a mitzvah. This is a sin. This is not there. This is terrible. This is Lashon Hara. They're gonna be meshuchna. They're gonna be convinced. And that's why Kalev goes to Davin. All the questions are answered. Number one, he goes to Davin even before they came back because he knew what their plan was. He knew what the plan was and he doesn't, know, he, doesn't, he doesn't think it's a good plan. And he's allowed a Davin for this. It's not like Davin not to do an Avera. He's Davining for like what the Ben Yoyada said, for the type of Avera that doesn't look like an Avera. And that we could, we could ask for divine assistance from. Says the Ben Yoyada. And that's why also it's called Me'atzas Miraglim. It's not Me'chet Miraglim. They didn't sin yet. It's the Eitzah. It's the plan. It's the tactic that they're using. That was the problem. And then he says in the next, line, in the next column, second column, second line, If they would overcome this Diba, the Nisim thought to themselves that that would be great schar for for Klal Yisrael, but obviously they were they were horribly and and tragically wrong. Right, similar. He doesn't quote it, but just put in brackets. It's similar to what many mafarshim explain in Parshas Bereishis. What was the chait of Adam and Chava? At root, how, how could they sin? The nachash went over to them. You think you get, you're going to get great schar? For now, for listening to the Baruch Hu, what do you know about challenge? Eat from the Eitz Hadas, no Tovah, and then do the mitzvah. Right? It's a greater Nisayan. You'll get sky that way. Similar, similar idea. So says the Ben Yoyada, that's exactly what the Nisayim did. That's how they sinned. Al-Kain, line 13, Bala Chevron, Lehispala, Kibri Avos. That's why he came to Kever Avos. Sheya Azru Hashem Yisparach, Shelo Yikashal Be'etzazu. So that he wouldn't be nichshal on this. Eli Parnehem B'davar Zev, Achulu, and he separated. All questions are answered. Again, whatever approach is given, it's going to be challenging. How could these tzaddikim sin? So at least he's saying they were l'shem shemayim. Wasn't stam? They were being malshin on Eretz Yisrael. They were l'shem shemayim, trying to convince. The, the only problem is, so as they saw B'nai Yisrael being convinced, so why didn't they change back? Why didn't they say, "We know we were just joking. We're just joking." They did. You know, if they saw that they were, they were doing it. Okay, little tzarachim. Maybe it's like once you start telling a lie, so then you make yourself so convinced of it that you can't get out of it. Either way, that is all. 
approach number one. Approach number two. This could be a life-changing approach from Rabbi Steinsaltz. In his day for Chai Olam, this is a, a, uh, a take-home Rabbi Steinsaltz in his approach. A whole new way to look at the existence of a Jew in Eretz Yisrael and the existence of a Jew in Gauss. Says Rabbi Steinsaltz. Anu omdim b'parsha shlach, she'b'merkazah, parsha z'maraglim v'ha'onesh, she'kibol d'ar midbar b'ikvoseha. Parsha shlach is always a parsha. It's either shlach or lech lecha, where Eretz Yisrael is the focus. Though Rav Shechter likes to say that every part in the Torah, Eretz Yisrael is a focus, which is true. But but there are some that it has even greater focus, and obviously Shlach is is one of them. And the question again, and yes, is line four. Vashela Hamer Kazita Olehi. The great central question that we have to ask is Kaitzan Anoshim Shahatoreh Meidalam Shem Nishlechu Api Hashem, and they are Rashi Bnei Yisrael. How can they say we don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael? And they were promised. And this is the divine plan. How? Nachon amnam. Shemidabra mitoch arachat svait shal metzias. Yes, they sent to get a, a, um, a, an, um, a gen- they sent a general to see the tactics, the best way to physically go and conquer the land. Uvulai kolachanem hu general. Aval sheilom b'mautad. I know that. But still, how do they do it? And also, if you look at it, it doesn't say that they were liars. If you look slow, closely in the Psukim, nowhere does Kalev call them liars. It's not what you saw. Rather, what does Kalev say? Come on, we can do it. It doesn't call them liars. Shlosha Dibru Emes Akrumin Ha'olam. Avos Rebbe Nasan says three said the truth, and they were Ne'akar. One of them was Meraglim, Doeg. Doeg told the truth. Right? What Doeg said that David HaMelech was hiding amongst Novirakonim, and that led Shaul to massacre the whole city. And B'nai Rimon HaBei Rasi, not for now. But the Meraglim, they told the truth. He didn't say they were liars. He just says, your maskan is wrong. Lo nuchalalos, alo nalev they weren't punished for not saying the truth. So why were they, what, what was the Akira? What was their problem? What was their problem? Says Rabbi Steinsatz. Echad ha-ta'amim she'ish b'nyin ha-zev u'kasuv gam b'sfarim shonim It's quoted in other sources. Husha ha-machlokes po hi be'etzem machlokes harbe yoter b'sisit me'ashar she'elo sh'opacha min ha-bos Oshtel is tragedy svait. There's a much deeper issue here that the Miraglim, that the Nesim felt that they were expressing an opinion, a belief about something, and Moshe said that they were wrong. And as we'll see later on, this could be the same machlokas that Moshe had with the Malachim, and this could be the same machlokas that has come up at other stages in Jewish history. Hamiraglim omrim, what the Miraglim say, and again remember they were not lawyers. Eretz Ocheles Yoshveahi. It is a land that eats its inhabitants. What does that mean? What does that mean? It eats its inhabitants. Says Rabbi Steinsaltz. What was life like in the Midbar? What kind of existence did they have? Second to last line. Hachayim ba Midbar heim chayim kimat kimobikolel. In the Midbar, it was like sitting and learning and everything was taken care of. I brought Hashem by the to 
certain number of years before I started teaching, I was able to learn. Able to learn, no other responsibilities, no other, before you have kids even, before, you sit. That's what it was like in the, you don't even, you don't have to go shopping. You have no, what, they, what responsibilities do they have in the desert? Nothing. Yoshvim Yehudim, the morning they go outside, oh, the mun's here. If I acted properly yesterday, the mun doesn't only, doesn't go out to my field, it comes to my doorstep. If I didn't speak Lashon Hara yesterday, right, depending on, as we spoke about last week. Yeshlam, Dei Tzarecham, Dei Sipukam, oh, I, my, my grew bigger today, oh, my shoes got bigger with me. Heim Yecholom Masov, but my Shachash Ganavsham. Perfect! And who did they have? Moshe Rabbeinu, and Aaron, the Sanhedrin. We had everything we needed. Yoshim kolayovalom dim Torah. Libagadim emotrichim lidok. Shardvaram lotzarach lasos. They didn't have any responsibilities. They didn't have to do anything. They just sat and ate mon and learned Torah. Awesome. Mi bechina zut, from this vantage point, haknisa la'aretz hi be'emes mitzad mesuyam yirida. From one vantage point, one might say then that going into Eretz Yisrael is a little yirida. I'm not going to be able to stay and, and learn for the rest of my life. I'm not going to be able to live a life without responsibility. It's going to, it eats its inhabitants. When I'm in the midbar, I'm totally spiritual. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to work the land. Where's my land? I'm going to have to work it. And what's going to, I'm going to have to worry about where I'm going to get my, my next meal from. I'm going to have to go to the market and I'm going to have to grind it and make it into bread. I'm a shuba to the land. I got to dive in for the rain. Right? It's not like even you're in a profession where you can make your own hours. The farmer's got to plant in the season that it's good to plant in. And he's got to go out in the morning when, he's, when it's ready. The Jews who were all going to be in agriculture when they went into Eretz Yisrael, right? it's, it's like even one of the, one of the lowliest right? in terms of setting your own hours. He quotes... You know, if anybody who's, uh, who's working with cows, you know, they'll tell the cows, you know, I'm going to come a couple hours late tomorrow morning, okay? And they'll say, well, our milk's going to be ready at 4 a.m. If you're here, wonderful. If not, it's going on the floor. It's not like there's any choice in the matter. All of a sudden, going into Eretz Yisrael, responsibility. All of a sudden, it's not so easy. All of a sudden, it's life in Olam Hazeh. It's life in a Gashmi world. Turn the page, look at the next column. Going into Eretz Israel meaning it means taking responsibility for the land around us. Of course I have to learn every day but I have to have an avoda. This is a totally different world that I'm used to. Line 9. When I was in the desert, I had Ananea Kavid, I had the Mon, I had the Be'er, I had everything. I didn't have, I didn't have Chamsins, I didn't have cold, hot, nothing. And all of a sudden now, look what I have to do. 
I'm schwitzing in the field and I'm, and I'm cold and I'm worrying that my sheep are freezing. And what if I could have who choose? I'm getting the man, I want to keep Shabbos wonderful. But if I'm in the land and I know that every seventh day I'm going to have to stop working and maybe if I don't go, then my employer's not going to let me come back on Sunday, it's challenging. Not so easy. It's a land that literally eats its inhabitants. It takes time. It takes responsibility. So when the Meraglim came back, they didn't say one lie, according to this pshat. What does Ocheles Yoshvea mean? They were telling the truth. Line 21. Be'etzim Omrim. You know what they were saying? Zu Medina Normalit. Eretz Gechol Ha'aratzot. Al Tachshavu. Shevachol Boker Yiyanes. Yocholio Jezu Eretz Nifla'a. This could be an amazing land. And you, maybe it'll get rain when you daven for it. But it's not like the, it's automatic like we have now. People live, people die, there are wars, there are challenges. Say the Nesim, aren't the Jewish people supposed to be in Arlagayim? Aren't they supposed to be unique amongst all the nations of the world? So isn't the real purpose of the Jewish people to stay in the Midbar? Isn't the purpose is not to have all these responsibilities? No. It's to stay where we are and have them there in the Ma and the Hulu. We're going to lose our unique state and position in the world. And Moshe Rabbeinu told them, and history told them that that was a tragic mistake. Because that's not what the Hamon Am is supposed to be doing. And the Hamon Am and the goal and the destiny of the Jewish people is to go into Eretz Israel. No more Mun. No more Be'er. Likanitz la Eretz Tovar Chava. Ze Likanitz la Olam Sheishlo Le'ein Aruch Yoter Hitchayviyot. Harbe Yoter Kashiv. Harbe Yoter Hitchayviyot. There's only more challenges. Say the Nesim to B'nai Yisrael. You think this is a good idea? You think Hashem really wants this? You know what? I'll, I could do a do a without the land. I'll stay where I am. That was the vikuach that took place between the Meraglim and Moshe Rabbeinu and Kalev and Yoshua. Go to line thirty nine now. Very strong words, but it but it, it goes to the core. Liudim shegarim hayom ba'aretz l'mashal hasheila hazuhi yom yomit. To Jews who live in the land of Israel today, it's a daily question. Responsibilities. When I live in a, in a different country other than Eretz Israel, I can take from that country what I'm comfortable with. Because I don't really have responsibilities there. Voting once every four years is not called, oh, it's my responsibility. I don't, I don't really want to be in this army. You know, killing people. I don't want to be a policeman because I'm going to have to go and be Ms. Tovev and see all the schmutz on the street. I don't want to have to clean sewer lines. I don't want to have to, do, I don't want to clean bathrooms because you know what? That's, that's not my responsibility. That's their responsibility. You could say that in other lands, but you can't say that in Eretz Yisrael. Because in Eretz Yisrael, the Jewish people have an achrayas. 
And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did. And that's why. Unbelievable. I still remember that for, you know, every time I see it, the garbage man coming down. Well, warm white beer with a hat on. That's the garbage man in Eretz Yisrael. Mipnei, other lands, you could say, Kien liachrais, ani chai ba'avir. Avak shanit sarich lechyot be'eret sheli. When I live in my land, kol ha'inyanim ha'elo shalachrayot ha'madmedes, everything is, is my responsibility. Shel milchama, shel diplomatia, shel chatashot, shel dvaram achirim, kulam nechnasim utok metzius chayai. Hashem says, go into the land and set up a society there. That includes everything. And look at this line, he says. Ha-Yehudim ha-Amerikayim heim patriotim gdolim. Tremendous patriotic. Baruch Hashem, like Ramosha Feinstein called America, the Medina Shalchesed. Avokama mehem nimsoim b'tzava Amerikai. Jews are, we're, we're very patriotic, but how many Orthodox Jews are part of the American army? How many parents would want their child to, to say, you know what, I'm going to volunteer? I'll take the part of the country that fits me, that fits that I can practice my Judaism in the way that I want to, but other responsibilities, I'll do my best to get out of them. Says Rav Steinsatz, in Eretz Yisrael you don't have that luxury because you have the privilege and the responsibility of being in God's country. And this is what the Miraglim said. We're going to stay here. It's much better out here. It's much better where we are. Less responsibility. We have things taken care of. Everything's comfortable here. What if to knock my head over? You know, my children are going to have to go to the army. Well, I need that. It's better to stay in the Midbar. Says Rabbi Steinzalt, Rahman al-Litzlan. Moshe Rabbeinu told them that was a tragedy that we still pay for at Hayomazeh. And he even says on a deeper level, this is what Moshe Rabbeinu argued with with the Malachim. Come on, Shabbos that we know. Malachim say, we want the Torah, we want the Torah. Moshe says to them, is lo tirzach shayach to you? Is kibar avayim shayach to you? Is yitzias mitzrayim shayach to you? The Torah is for this world. The Torah is for a gashmi existence. Of course, obviously, Talmud Torah can get kulam. But there are responsibilities. And that's what we have the privilege of doing. Just turn, turn, turning towards the end now, turning over. Source number four. And again, his point is not that Orthodox Jews should now go and sign up for the American army. That's not his point. That's not his point. But his point is that every Jew in the world should realize that his, his first priority and his first responsibility is to the to Territory Israel. Some do that. Some amazing, wonderful young men who go to Israel for the year and then decide they want to put in a year in the Israeli army on the programs that they have. They feel the responsibility. Harambam, continuing the next page now. Sorry, next paragraph. The Maraglim are the ones that started this viewpoint that throughout history, we have that being involved in the world in a Kadosh way is still not appropriate. No, you can't. It's, the whole world is Moluchlach. It's better to stay within my Dalaramas. Obviously, there are Yechide Skula, but the majority of us have to be involved in the world. No, that's what the Miraglim said. We want to stay with the Mon and the Be'er and the, and the Ananiya Kavid. 
Moshe says, no, go into the land with its problems and with its difficulties. It's better to, to live off the weed of the land than the mon from heaven. Kodesh Baruch Hu says to Moshe, I know the problems, but you know what? Go in and this is what you need to do. And the last column, he says, The whole Torah, all mitzvahs have to do with the physical world. How many mitzvahs have to do with this, this worldly issues? So we have to make sure every year, Parsha Shlach, to reiterate our commitment and our responsibility and our privilege to be able to be in Eretz Yisrael, to have the responsibilities of Eretz Yisrael, to realize that every part of, of living in this land is our responsibility, and it's the responsibility of every Jew across the world, everything that occurs in Eretz Yisrael. Okay. So those are two major points that start us off tonight. Now let's have a couple of smaller pickups on the, on the psukim in the parsha. Right before, right before Shani, Moshe Rabbeinu was giving the instructions. And he says to them, go see what the land is like. Who's sitting there? There trees there. Be strong. Bring back some fruit, Moshe said. Make sure you bring back a doggy bag. Vahayamim, you may be Kureyanavim. And it was the season of the ripening of the grapes. Ask the Mafarshim, what exactly is that doing there? What do we need to know that for? We have to know what season they were sent out. We know when they came back. Right? Bechia Lodoros. Tishabav. But why do we have to know what season they were sent out in? Rashi, Yamim Shahanavim, Mitbashlim Bibikur. Okay. What do we have to know that for? Two pshatim, both reflecting the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them, have bitachon. Have bitachon. Two pshatim, one in the Rishonim, one in the Achronim. The Svarno. Svarno says, Take from the fruit. Don't worry. What does that mean? It was the beginning of the ripening. Anavim. They weren't fully ripe. It wasn't like you looked at the grapes, you're like, oh, gorgeous. They were bikurean of him. They weren't fully ripe yet. And yet Moshe said, you're going to be so wowed by these fruits. You're going to love them and be blown away, even though they're not even fully ripe yet. That's how, 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 how sure I am. Says, I'm sure of it. So that's the emphasis. It was was just ripening. They weren't even ripe yet, but Moshe says, you're still going to be wowed by it. Number one. The other thought is named by, by Sefer I picked up last week, Minchas Michael. It's a contemporary uh, Sefer. I just, uh, just found it. Milchas Michal, he also asked the same question. He quotes of Chaim Vital. Not one of our usual quotings. Chaim Vital, the star pupil of the Arizal. But here he says an idea, al derech nigle. So it's okay. Because of Chaim Vital, besifro etadas, tov. 
just going to the other lands is not such a great sakana. But if you see somebody walking in your property, you say, could you, could you please leave? There's no imminent danger. If we see people walking, so are we going to think that it's, it's automatically these are people that want to spy and, and to overtake? We'll think they're people. Are we going to think that they're Maraglim? Once though you start taking something, then that's 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 much worse. You walk on somebody's property, fine. You take something of somebody's, that's already a different story. So Moshe says, take fruit, bring it back. And if they were dried, not nice fruit, go to Anim Tamarim Simukim. If they were dried out fruit, okay. Maybe you can even hide them. If they were raisins. You can hide it. But the Pasik says, the fruit are huge, and they're just in their ripening stage. Bring some back. That's dangerous. And yet Moshe says to do it. Moshe says, I have Bitachin. Do it. It's going to be great. Even with all this, Moshe Rabbeinu says, don't worry about it. So, both in their own way, this Pasuk Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them, have bitachon. Either have bitachon, and I have bitachon, and even though the fruit aren't even ripe yet, I know you're going to love them. Or number two, happy tachon, even though you're going to be taking people's fruit, and they're definitely going to notice you are taking them, still, I have bitachon, and everything is going to work out. Okay. That's one thought on a detail of a pasik. Another idea. If you look in Parakut Gimel, Pasach Hav Gimel, it's quoted, now describing the actual trip, Vayavo, source number seven, Pasuk says that they came to Nachal Eshkol and they cut off a, a, a cluster they carry it on a big staff they take grapes and pomegranates and figs and they call that place Nachal Eshkol because of the Eshkol they call the Nachal Eshkol because of the Eshkol that they cut so two questions Question number one is, how did they come to Nachal Eshkol if it wasn't called Nachal Eshkol yet? Unless you say that it was, it's Al Shem HaAsid. The Torah just calls it that they came to Nachal Eshkol, even though we're about to say that it got its name because of this story, but it really didn't have its name yet, but there's no other name to say, so we just said Nachal Eshkol. Yeah. Maybe there's something deeper though. Why was it called, they came to Nachal Eshkol, if it wasn't called Nachal Eshkol yet? Question one. Question two. Was it not called Nachal Eshkol yet? Right, we know there was somebody named Eshkol in the Torah before. Right, friends of Avram Avinu. Oner, Eshkol, Umamre. Right, Mamre, right, already got the, right, the uh, plains of Mamre, Kiryat Arba, the four giants. So, Eshkol, Nachal Eshkol. So, it's not connected to him at all? Isn't that a different reason? The Torah though gives this reason. They called it Al Anachal Eshkol, Al Doto Eshkol. Says the Grah. Classic Grah. 
and just looking at the Pasuk. But only he reads the Pasuk and notices it. And the most mortals out there, we don't pick up on it until we see it. And we're like, then it's obvious. Look at the Pasuk. Simple. Says the Gra. Why is the first Eshkol, Vayavoa Nachal Eshkol, why is that spelled Chaser without a Vav? Nachal Eshkol. And then the next time, La Makomahu Kara Nachal Eshkol, all of a sudden it's Eshkol Male. It's Eshkol with a Vav. There's nothing arbitrary in the Torah Shibachsav. They came to Nachal Eshkol without a Vav, and they left Nachal Eshkol with a Vav. Says the Gra, because there are two reasons, it's called Nachal Eshkol. When they came to Nachal Eshkol first, it was only called Nachal Eshkol because of the giant. That's why it's Chaser, as if to say only one. Once they left, though, Kara Nachal Eshkol, Male, with a Vav, because now there are two reasons to call it Nachal Eshkol. Says the girl, we find elsewhere that with or without a vav connotes singular or plural. Venera, says the girl, on line three. Dehine teva haksuva male morel lashen rabim. A teva that's written male with a vav reflects plural. Umila chasera morel lashen yachid. And chasera singular. Lachena ruchazal. That's what the Gemara says in Sukkah and in Sanhedrin. How many walls does the sukkah need? We darshan. It says the word basukos three times, but one time it's basukos with a vav, and one time it's spelled basukas without the vav. So you darshan basukas as if it's lashon yachid. As the Gemara says in Masechah Sukkah and Davav. But there you see, in the sugya of Yeshem Lumikra, Yeshem Lumisora, in that sugya we see without the vav, a, a chaser word spelled without a vav, connotes singular. And male is plural. So that's what he says here too. It was already called Eshkol. It was spelled Chaser because it was only one reason. But once they left after cutting the Eshkol, the cluster, so then there's two reasons and that's why all of a sudden Eshkal, so to speak, is now changed to Eshkol. That's a Vilna go. We continue. Yeah, we just have to read the Torah. We have to read the Torah with Vilna Gon glasses on. We'd read the Torah differently, maybe with Meshachachma glasses on also. But you read the Torah like they read the Torah, and we pick up on a lot more. So we have to just read their words, and then we'll get their glasses more. Okay, we continue. The story of the Miraglim is finished. Paragudalin. I'm sorry, the Miraglim part of it, at least. They come back and bring a Diba Ra'a. Perek Yud Dalid. Vatisa Kala Aida Vayinuas Kolam. The Aida lift up their their voices. Vayifku Ha'am Balayla Hu. They cried on that night. As we know, that night, Tishabav. Vayilonu Amoshev Alar and Kobane Yisrael. And they all complain. Vayomru Aleyam Kala Aida. The entire Aida. It's unbelievable. The entire Aida. Lumasnu Be'eretz Yisrael. We wish we died in Egypt. We wish we died. It was so bad. It was so bad. You know how bad it has to be for somebody to say, I'd rather be dead? It's so bad. It's terrible. The our women and children are going to be taken... It's better to go back. 
Unbelievable. The whole, there was not one, there was not one man who was able to stand up who had a backbone. What type of Yitzhahara was part of this, part of this succeeding in telling Klal Yisrael to give it all up? Says the Jerusha Mechavtseim, we've quoted this once before, Ramosha Do Volner, who was a rabbin Ashkelon. It's two Svarim out, Jerusha Mechavtseim. He writes, the message for us, Yishchet Nora, Shigoreim, Shekal Mitzvah Umaisim Tovim, Shaasa Ha'adam, Kal Yamav, Lo Nechshavim, Lo Yosil There is one sin, there is one chet that is so pernicious, that is so dangerous, that it can wipe out all of the mitzvahs that we did. One of Era. So you might guess Chil Hashem, that's definitely up there. Which Aveir are we talking about? Which is the worst? Which could wipe out all the mitzvahs? V'zeh shenicham al mitzvahs she'asa v'toeh ala zechuyos. When we regret doing a mitzvah. The Yitzhahara doesn't give up. Even after we do something good. Even after we do something great. Lechtech achrei b'midbar be'eretz v'ozeruah. After Klal Yisrael could go into the midbar without any worry, okay, Hakadosh Baruch was going to take care of us. They didn't know they were going to get mon, and yet they went out. And yet, Tzitzit doesn't stop. You did the mitzvah, okay? I'll try to get you from the back. I'll try to make you regret it. We lose the mitzvah if we regret the mitzvah. How many times are we, we, we somewhere, we, we did a mitzvah, and then like it's taking a little longer than we, than we planned. And we start thinking to ourselves, no, maybe I shouldn't have come. Maybe I should have this, maybe I should have that. It happens to all of us. Says the Jerusha Mechavtseyen, that's the Yitzhahara. The, the mitzvah has to be b'cholev throughout. Even afterwards, after it's finished. I start thinking, oh, maybe it wasn't the best thing to do. No. Shenemar tzidkas hatzadik lo tatzilenu biyom risho. The Pazik says, the righteousness won't save a person. Ein ze'ela b'toa ala rishonos. The Rambam writes about this in Ilchus Tshuva as he quotes. Toa ala rishonos. We could lose everything that we did already. That's what happens here. Line 9. Four-fifths of the Jewish people already died. Why did we come out with you? It would have been better to have died in Choshech. It would have been better not to have witnessed Makas Bacharos Kriyas Yamsuf, Maimar Sinai. It would have been better. They were ready now to give everything up. You regret it, you lose it. And therefore, Hashem says, says, that's it. They want to die. They, they, they regretted their mitzvahs. This is something that we have to constantly be aware of, says the Jerusalem Chavsehem. And maybe this is even what we say. Maybe some of you are thinking of this right now. What we say every night in Myrif. Vahaser Satan Milfanenu Umeacharenu. 
many different shatim, what does it mean removing the satan from behind me? From in front of me, I know. What about from behind me? So if you look in the Shiraz David, Shiraz David or David Goldberg, I think it's from Tells, he has a beautiful sparm out on uh, Tefillah. He has one safer on uh, Siddur Yemecho, one safer on Siddur Yom Norayim. Says the Shiraz David, Yesh Bafaresh, Bazeh, Demilafanenu Hukodem Shachata. He's saying it in the, by, about Averis, but it applies to mitzvahs too. Before I do the chait, the Satan tries to seduce me to do something wrong. You're going to do this? This is beyond you. This is for the great Sadiqim. This is for the Tamid Chachamim. This is for the Yechid Eskula. No, you forget it. Before you do the Chait. And then after you do the chait, he says it a little differently than where I'm taking it, but let's do his shot first. Me'acharenu, he says, after you did the chait, he says, okay, you lost. Forget it, you give up. You lost already. Remove that, after I sin Hashem, take the sudden away so I can come back and do tshuva and not give up on myself. I'll do it again and again. And that's milfanenu umeacharenu. But you can say the same thing by mitzvos. He says it by averus, but the parallel by mitzvos. Remove the sadhana before me so I can actually do the mitzvah. And meacharenu, even after I do the mitzvah, don't let him come from behind and make me regret my mitzvah. Vahasar satan milfanenu meacharenu. He doesn't stop. All different, if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have done this, then this would have worked out. How many times do we have cheshbonos like that? If I wouldn't have done this. And yet, says the Shiraz David, he says that's v'chaser satan milfanenu me'acharenu. He doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. He even says in the next paragraph, says line 22, when, when uh, the language for somebody passing away in Gemara is noach nafsheh. What is when his soul rested? What does that mean? Because his whole life, the soul is not resting. Our whole life is the milchama. It's a wonderful milchama. We have to try to be into us Hashem besimcha. Ivdu, it's an avoda. We have to try to do our best with a smile on our face. But it, it's a war out there. But kinoach nafshe, the soul rests on me'avasrim after me'avasrim. But that's. We, we can't ever stop. Mitzvahs, we have to be proud of our mitzvahs, strong, and not be toa al because that's what Klal Yisrael did. They were toa. They regretted everything that happened over the last number of months, and that was tragic. Okay. Moving on to the last two sections of the Parsha. Last two sections. First, we have... The story of the Mikoshesh. Story of the Mikoshesh. What did the Mikoshesh do? He was Mechal Shabbos. What exactly did he do? Not clear. They were in the Midbar. He was being Mikoshesh ate him. So the Gemara has different opinions. Does that mean chopping wood? He was violating the Malach of Kotzer. Does that mean gathering wood? He was violating the Malach of Ma'amer. Was he carrying wood? He was violating the Malach of Hotza. And that's why it says Bamidbar, because that's a Rishas Harabim. 
all different pshatim. What exactly was the Avera? He was Machal Shabbos somehow. Okay, the Makoshesh. Vayakrivu Osoha Motim Oto Makoshesh Eitzim. And the ones who found him brought him El Moshe Valarag El Kaleida. Vayanichoza Bamishmar. And they put it, they locked him up in jail. Kilo Forash Maye Asolo. They didn't know what to do with him. Vayom Hashem Moshe. And Hashem says to Moshe, interestingly, that Moshe does not ask Hashem. Hashem says to Moshe, you know, what, what my, um, what the answer is. But it's not like Moshe turns to Hashem as he did elsewhere, for example, last week's Parsha, right? When he turns to Hashem by Pesach Sheni, what do I say to these people? Imdu Veshma'ah. So Hashem will talk about that in a couple of weeks, Parsha's Pinchas, when we have another example. But uh, stay tuned. But anyway, not for now. Says the uh, Pasik, Moshe, Hashem tells him what to do, Moshe Masoish. Question, or not question, comment. Chazal have an amazing suggestion. Chazal say that this Makoshesh was none other than Tzlavchad, who's going to come onto the scene in a couple of weeks. Tzlavchad. Doesn't say that in the Torah anywhere. There's no real hint to it, but Tzlavchad. How do they know that? So one of the Tzlavchad is Tzlav. Tzlav is a type of bush. Tzlav and has sharp leaves. A Tzlav. So some say that he was being Makoshesh, the Tzlav bush. And that's why, he, hence he got his name. Tzlavchad a sharp uh, branch, uh, a bush with... That's how he got his name. Okay. But either way, that's what Chazal say in the Medrash. And the Medrash not only says that, that it was Slavchad, but this Medrash is quoted in Tosfus and Masechah's Baba Basra, Kufya Tesema Beis, source number nine, that Slavchad was Machal Shabbos L'Shem Shamayim. He wasn't Stam Machal Shabbos. Line seven. D'Lashem Shamayim Neskavein. Shahayu Omim Yisrael, Kivan Shinigzar Alam Shol, Ikanis La Ares, Mimaisa Maraglim, Shum, Emuchuyavim Mitzvahs. This was right after the Maraglim. So you know what the rumor on the street was? No more mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are only for Eretz Yisrael. Out here, no mitzvahs. No, no more Shabbos, no more this, no more that. Slavchat said, this is, the whole Jewish religion is going to go, it's going to go down the drain. He was Machal Shabbos on purpose. So he would be put to death so that everybody would realize you have to be Shomer Shabbos here too. Amad v'chilol Shabbos kadeshayeharig, so that he would be killed. V'yiru acherim v'lo nasu ad sof arboim shana kedemuchachik kray. Wow! Not only was he the Mekoshit Slavchad, but the Mekoshit acted l'shem shayim. They put him to death anyway. Doesn't matter what a person's kavanas are. The Marsha there, if you want to some lumbus, look on the Marsha there in that Gemara. Wasn't this a Malacha Shinnish Because he didn't do it for the purpose of the Malacha. Okay. But that's Tosis. Many of the Bali Musr say the same idea that we could learn. Tzlavchad. This Mekoshesh, according to this Pshat, was an unbelievable Moser Nefesh for Klal Yisrael. He was saving the Jewish people. He gave away his Olam Azeh and maybe even his Olam Abah. Right? To save Klai Yisrael. It was what we would call an Avera Lishma. But, if Slavcha would have gone to, gone to ask Moshe Rabbeinu before he did it, is this a good idea? Should I do this? What would Moshe have told him? No. Why? Because we don't make cheshbonus when it comes to Averis. We serve Hashem 248, 365, what He wants from us. It's not our job to make cheshbonos. With all the great intentions that he had, he shouldn't have done it. With all the great intentions. 
And he quotes this. The, the Otras Torah quotes this from the Bali Tosfis. Because you know what? If they would have, if he wouldn't have done it, maybe he could have convinced them in other ways to keep Shabbos, and then there would have been Gula right away. And yet, he didn't. Next page. Hinei. Lu hayam b'koshi shomer as a Shabbos lo sholtem emumah lashon yachol adam laruches bonos lishkol shikulim shikulim shonim umishunim uladamos paatzmoshu osem isetov. I can imagine and convince myself that I'm doing something positive for the Jewish people, which maybe I am. But if it's not following halacha, so then it's wrong. First and foremost, I follow the shulchan aruch. I follow the halacha. If that fits into what I want to, if what I want to do fits into that, wonderful. If not, then I don't do it. It's a very, very, very limited sugya, beginning of Shabbos, that's very limited. That's in the world of Durabanans, but that's not a general rule. We don't make shikulim when it comes to this. And yet, if you ask, some might be thinking, well, the Gemara and Chazal do talk about one individual who committed an Avera Lishma and she was praised for it. Ya'el Eishas Chever Akeni. Ya'el, the beginning of Sefer Shoftim, who seduces Sistra to come into her tent. She feeds him warm milk and according to Chazal, she is Mizana with him, in quotes, and in that way is able to kill him. That's called an Aveir Lishma by the Gemara in Nazir, and she is praised for it. Uh, isn't that the same thing? Says the Azayim LaTorah. Source number 12. No, Eino Dome. This was the general that was in charge of killing all the Jews. And she had a chance to get rid of him. A direct connection, a direct salvation. And there was no other way! Says Rav Saratskin. When it comes to the Mekoshesh, why didn't he just give up Musr Shmuz? Why didn't he tell Moshe to emphasize it in his drushes? There were other ways that this message could have been gotten across. Not through Chil Shabbos. Don't bring me any rice from Yael. That was a unique situation and a unique occurrence in Jewish history. Okay, one final section. Two points, two ideas to finish up tonight's discussions. Two ideas on tzitzis. Mitzvah of tzitzis, the end of our parsha. We say it twice a day. Mitzvah And the Torah says, this is one of the mitzvahs, at least seven. And we know we're going to have in a second uh, a thought from Revolbi's Mitzvah Shkulos. Um, but one of the mitzvahs that is connected in Shachal, connected to our Kula. But not only, you don't need the Chazal to say that. Here it's in the Torah Shebech Zav. V'hayolachem l'sitziz, u'reisem oso u'zachartem es kol mitzvos Hashem. You look at the tzitzis and you remember all the mitzvahs. How do I remember all the mitzvahs? By looking at the tzitzis. I see a couple of strings. I think about all the mitzvahs. How does that work? So Chazal tell us, famous Chazal, Rashi quotes it at the end of the parsha. Well, the tzitzis with its one or two or four blue strings make us think of the yam, and the yam is like the rakia, and the rakia is like the kisiyah kavid. So it makes us think of the kisiyah kavid. So ask Rav Sarutskin, once we're on him. Ask Rav Sarutskin, so how does the kisiyah kavid remind me about every other mitzvah? How does that integrate into my life? So I think about Hashem. 
why the Lushen of the Kisei HaKavod specifically? That Tcheles reminds me of the Kisei HaKavod. Says of Zeratskin, what was on the Kisei HaKavod? Line 8, in source number 13. The Yishlomer, we know the Kisei HaKavod had four corners, three of them were animals. There was a lion, there was an eagle. We discussed this a couple of years ago, Parshas Vayetze. Right, the Yaakov Avinu on the, uh, with the ladder. But there was a Nesher, there was an Aryeh, there was a Shar, and Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu was on the Kisi HaKavit. His Dmus. Shebekisi HaKavit, Chakuka Dmus, Diogno Shebekhir HaAvos Yaakov Avinu. What does that teach me? Yaakov Avinu is the Av who was able to succeed and live his life through many troubles with many challenges, with many difficulties, more than any of the other of us. Yes, Avram Avinu got thrown into a furnace. That's true. And he almost got uh, killed by all the people of his father's town. That's true. It was difficult. But Yaakov had life difficulties. Yaakov had, you know, children who wanted to kill each other. Yaakov had a daughter who was, who was raped. Yaakov had had. had Lo Yuman, the difficulties that Yaakov went through. He had a brother who wanted to kill him for many years. He had, a, he had an employer who ripped him off for 20 years. He had, he had Yom Yomi difficulties that we can relate to, at least in a certain sense. And we see him on the Kisei HaKavid. That reminds us and helps us do all the mitzvahs. Because we look around in life and we think it's difficult Sometimes. Sitzes, Yam, Rakia, Kisi Akavid, Yaakov Avinu. That's who reminds us. Yasim Alibo, line 15. Kigam hu yachol agila madrega zu. Ubilvache yishmar tayeg mitzvah. Zu reisem oso. Uzachartem is called mitzvah Hashem. If Yaakov Avinu did it, we could do it. And says it Saratskin. And even if, you know, in our day and age, now it's coming back. But the past 500 years, we don't even have treles. Just the love on. But still, we got to think Yaakov Avinu. we got to think Kisei HaKavid. And even alluding to, alluding to Yaakov Avinu says, it was difficult for me too. He says a, a little Derek Tzachos, Im Lavan Garti. Even in days where there's no Tchelas. Im Lavan Garti. The Tariyag Mitzvah Shamarti. You can still do the Tariyag Mitzvah even if you live in a time where you don't even have the Tchelas. Okay, that's one idea. How does Sitzes remind us of the all the uh, all the mitzvahs? But there's another idea from Revolbi. I think we've quoted the sefer one time in the past. Revolbi and the mitzvah shkulos. Mitzvah shkulos is Revolbi sefer on all the mitzvahs that are shakul connected kolatzar That's why it's called the mitzvah shkulos. So he has seven. I remember the last time I mentioned this, I got two emails. Somebody said, "Oh, there's another chaz medrash about this and that." But these seven are pretty. Uh, they're pretty famous. Uh, you have Eretz Yisrael and Mila and Talmud Torah and Sitzes and Saka and Shabbos and Avodah Zarah. I don't know how many I mentioned. But there he has his seven. So he has, he has three chapters, I think, on, on each one. So again, he has. How does Sitzes remind us? He has a beautiful idea. Just read the end of it. It says Revolbi. It says Revolbi on, on the top of Source 15. Top of Source 15. And this might have bothered you. What's the message of strings? So many strings. And Chazal say, if you look at the eight strings and you have all the knots, right, and all the tzitz, and the gematria of tzitzit, right, everything adds up to 613. But what's the deeper message? Says Revolbi, 
Imagine in our minds somebody who, man overboard, man overboard, he's in the water. The Kabarnit, the captain, throws him a rope, and that rope is his lifeline. And the rope is what brings the, the person back to safety on the boat. Every mitzvah is a rope, is a string that Hashem is throwing to us. We are in the sea of life. And the boat is Torah and mitzvos. And Hashem is the captain. And strings, you know what the strings are? Every time we see the strings, we just think of mitzvahs are strings. Mitzvahs are ropes that are sent down to us for us to grab onto. Ha'adam ochiz b'chevel shotar yag mitzvahs. Kabarnita aniyah mosheiches ha'adam itoch ha'yam hazeh. Umaleo sapuna aniyah. He pulls us on. V'shom yesh lo chayim. That's what the kabarnit is. V'atem adikem Hashem alokeichem. Chayim kocham ayom. Here you're going to have chayim. And therefore the strings remind us of all the mitzvahs. Because every mitzvah is a string. There are 613 strings that Hashem gives us. And we have to try to pull and be pulled by every one of them, back onto the boat. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is waiting for us to come back. So, Parsha Shlach, Jews everywhere, should all be makir, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's gift to Am Yisrael. All the mitzvahs are gifts. Eretz Yisrael is a gift. Being an Evan Hashem is a gift. Med Hashem, we shall be zocha to fulfill our potential wherever we might find ourselves. Okay, we'll stop here. Okay, next week, Shir is Sunday night. Sunday night will be Parsha's Korach, Ez Hashem. And then after that, the Shir uh, Chukas, first Shir Chukas uh, from uh, Chutzlaretz, will be um, will be uh, the following week. Okay, we'll stop here.